Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to Russell Rock with Rick Connor. What the F was that entire freaking promo about? Mark Hallbacher. She's like the James Ellsworth of women. And Corey Castle. I look like Paul London and Brian Kendrick mixed. <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another week of Russell Rock, if I can say that properly. What's There's a lot, of, a lot of R sounds. R sounds everywhere. It's my dumbass fault for... It's like, oh, I love alliteration. We'll call it Russell Rock. We'll confuse anyone. And everyone everybody, will know how to spell it. Everybody asks me what the wrestling show is. I'm like, Russell Rock. They're like, Russell Rock? I'm like, Russell Rock. They're like, okay. And then they're like, I put in Russell Rock and I can't find the show. <laughs> everybody thinks it's W R E S T. I'm like, no, no. Rick tried to be slope. Yeah. It was dumb. I should have just called it Russell Rock. Well, you. <laughs> It used to be wrestling rock. It used to be wrestling rock radio. Yeah. Which was worse. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's a little, yeah, so we did get better. So there's yeah. that. There's that. For all y'all out there, we got a little bit better, hopefully. Eventually, we'll be wrestle rock and everyone will know how to spell everything. <laughs> and everybody can find us. Uh, I want to get this uh, this show off started off with a story Mark brought up to me. I heard this story and I completely forgot to look into it. Uh, Mark, something's going on with the Ooh. XFL, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, the XFL is over already. Oh. Like uh, with the you know, of course, with COVID, they shut down, but they fired everybody. Yeah, they players and staff and everybody, right? They have no plans to come back in 2021. So I don't even think they had a chance to get any kind of financials off the ground. And that was it. Now they're done. Like, uh, I'm trying to find financial losses for it, but I can't find any numbers yet to see how much they lost just by not being able to complete the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to uh, be that's a, a lot huge, of, yeah, a huge uh, ad box loss there too. All right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think total loss, it could, you know, be, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how much the XFL was worth back when it was out. So you think you can do whatever it is, like cost, whatever, Ed tells me a number, he's the finance guy. Uh, It's like, there's a way where you can do a percentage of how much it costs more now to live compared. So like whatever they made in, was it, when was XFL, 2000? Uh, It had to be like a one. Some, so close, yeah. Two, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so you think what was a night? What was whatever they made nineteen years ago? What is it? What is that money worth now? Mm-hmm. And then right. you can try to figure out how much they might have lost. But I'm thinking probably a few hundred million. Mm. Yeah, it's up there, man. I mean, that's a lot of millions. Hired <laughs> everybody. That's a lot of millions, yo. I mean, uh, you know, they, they, they put a lot of stock into this season, man. Like, they, they worked really hard on it, and they got it up off the ground, and people were into it. People were watching it. So, I can't imagine. It was getting, huh? It was getting, uh, from what I heard, people that were watching, it was getting good reviews. Like, people were enjoying. I had people in the bar when I was bartending on Sundays asked me to put the XFL on when I was bartending. Uh, so I, I, have a, I have a little a little sound thing. My, my mom gave me this sound thing for Christmas. She said, use it for your podcasts. And I was like, okay. And then I completely put it away. But this is this is Mark's sound effect. <laughs> Boo. Boo. I thought it was one of those spin things. Like the cow says moo. Yeah. 
This is what it looks like. Oh, nice. It's got the little buttons. Really? Best for things. Nothing but Spencer's finest for Corey Castle. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, man. So we'll see. It's kind of a waiting game. We'll see if uh, XFL comes back for another season or not. I imagine that they would, but who knows? I I can't see them not. Uh, I just don't know if they've. Like, because they didn't make any money with it, with with everything being shut down, if they can financially recover from it, that's yeah. that's the whole thing. Uh, it, it's a shame. Like, it was employing a lot of you know, like football players that couldn't get gigs in the, the NFL because they maybe they lost a step or whatever, or you know, other issues. And it was just an alternative to having nothing to watch on TV. Like, but I mean. It's also, you know, all those people out of work, that stinks, man. That stinks real bad. Like the camera, the camera crews, the lighting, the, all the, everybody who was involved, who, you know, had thought they were getting a living, that they were going to earn a living from it. Yep. I mean, uh, hopefully they we, can get a good severance or unemployment or something. Yeah. Is it, do we know if they're laid off because of this whole thing or was it just, it just said out, everybody out was fired. fired. The hell. Every, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's rough. It's really rough. Um, another story I wanted to get into. Uh, this came out right after WrestleMania 36 happened uh, last weekend. Uh, Goldberg is getting a lot of backstage heat. Apparently, he has uh, creative control in his uh, in his contract. Cre- creative control over his character, which is not something you hear a lot of these days. No, like and only was, Hogan uh, ever had that. And uh, yeah. Who else? Really, really, not a whole lot of people had that. Yeah, and the the, the rumor is that he refused to lose to the Fiend. He was never supposed to win that match. Came out yeah. and said that uh, he was. Uh, he's he looks as him. He looks at himself as kind of a superhero type of character. So it didn't make sense right. for him. Like, like the inspiration to the kids. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, he's not good enough to have that demand. <laughs> no, not at all. And then I, you know, somebody brought up the the point of, okay, so you're you're beating the fiend. Then what happens after that? Oh, I lose at WrestleMania to Strowman. It's like, what? What? What is your thought process here? It didn't make any sense. I gotta admit though, um, that promo on Friday night was the only highlight of SmackDown for me because, like, I'm like I said, I just can't, I can't really struggle through any more of these empty arena matches, man. It's really, it's really hard. It's rough. And uh, but for him to come out and then go through their history, uh, a lot of people liked it. I didn't think I like. I, I didn't like it. it. Was like Strowman trying to get like some kind of like me- mental edge right off the bat when he said, you know, like I'll let you whatever you know, let me in or whatever. I'll let you in. Yeah. Was, I thought that was stupid, but I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I guess Strowman's just a transitional champ, and they're gonna put the belt back on the Fiend so they can finally yep. have their. Uh, I thought he was going to lose it to Shinsuke. I wish he did. That would have been a real shocker. That would have been crazy. Uh, Crazy. uh, You know, you know, usually they, they they say like the night after mania or whatever, but it's, you know, it's the Friday after mania to have it like be lost all of a sudden to, to Shinsuke Nakamura would be neat ass. Not only that, like later on in the future, like we've never seen Roman Shinsuke. No. Like that would be that would be an interesting program. Plus, with yeah. Sami Zayn and and Cesaro, you know, running around the ring and everything, it would, 
it's actually a good foil for Roman. They always have them like sta- everything stacked against them, like they used to do Cena. So it would it would fit in their little superhero world champion mold. Yeah. yeah. So whatever happens with the universal title from here on out is Goldberg's fault. So we just gotta remember gotta remember to blame right. that guy. Well, it's Goldberg. What do you want, man? Like the guys. <laughs> what the I guys want to retire. Never guy. Got- <laughs> he's right. never Hall of Famer already, just like right off into the sunset. Oh, yeah, I know, but he's just, he's just one of his dudes who's never got it. He never understood the entire business. He still doesn't really understand the business. You know, he was just groomed to win, and he thinks that's all he's supposed to do. Right. He's just handed handed the the brass ring on a silver platter. Mm. It's kind of like the, that stuff was getting out about Ronda. Did you hear about that? Ronda was basically saying, like, we basically us as a fan base can go f ourselves because, like, she, she she thought she was going to come in and she's like, I'm Ronda Rousey and I'm your new hero and everybody was going to cheer. Yeah. And people just got like, pretty quickly. And now she's all bitter and miserable because the fans don't like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean... Did you guys see the 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 Ronda documentary on Netflix? No, no. I saw I saw it on the options, but I didn't watch it. <laughs> I did watch Brawl for All. I did watch the Brawl for All Dark Side I of the Ring. Yes, that. I heard there's some good stuff in the Dark Side of the Ring Brawl for All. But uh, Jim Cornette, <laughs> Jim Corny is a freaking maniac. Like he's there's he definitely has serious temper issues. Right, but how like. He, the the rage he has for Vince Russo is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Indeed, very very hysterical. Well, he's he's like, with good reason, because apparently Russo put the whole brawl for all together just to screw over Bradshaw. I want to see Bradshaw get hit in the face. <laughs> well, right. uh, Cornette said with it, like he thinks that was just a lie because over the years, you know, Bradshaw it came out that Bradshaw was a bully and nobody liked him. So he says now all these years later, now he's saying that he did the whole entire program just to watch Bradshaw get knocked out. And, and the weird, th- it, it, it could possibly be that, but I can't see Bradshaw ever being liked. No. It's so. <laughs> very true. The, the reenactment, like the, re- the actor that they had doing the reenactment of Bradshaw was bad. It was not, didn't look like Bradshaw at all. <laughs> They just put a baseball cap on him and long hair. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was just, he looked like, he looked like somebody else. Like it didn't look like it was trying to be a reenactment of, it was like just some like sort of like long hair that came out the side of his hat and it wasn't even look anything like him. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be my costume for Halloween. I'm just going to grow like slightly a beard and put long hair under a baseball cap. Um, Sorry, okay. John, Brad, John Bradshaw. I have a question. Where is your beard, Mark? I got, Where, why is it gone? I got bored. COVID? COVID-19? I got bored. And I was just staring in the mirror, and I just grabbed the clippers and took it off. <laughs> <laughs> what else am I going to do? It's like, it's like every day, work out, clean, watch TV. Work out, clean, watch TV. Well, now you look like a jerk coach. Like <laughs> some sort of baseball little league jerk coach. <laughs> <laughs> hustle up hustle up ladies let's move it i know what i tell you 
<laughs> just that two day. more laps. Maybe two yeah. more laps. <laughs> coach, I'm six years old. I don't care. You can still run. <laughs> <laughs> but my fingers hurt. Your back's going to be hurting after lawn duty. <laughs> Uh, another story that came out this week was uh, apparently WWE is going to continue on with live shows. They were going to pre-record everything, and now they're all doing it live. This has something to do with the uh, the deal that they made with Fox and with USA. Uh, I don't think it's Fox and USA that's stepping up and saying, you're, promi- you're promising us live content and you're not going to deliver. I think it's WWE um, kind of coming in and... and making sure that Fox and USA don't have a reason to change that contract or to ask for different money or anything like that. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's that or it's just a WWE mentality that like they, they feel like they they make history. They need to do this. And I think it's dangerous for a lot of these guys that are wrestling. I, I, you know, Mm. we're not out of the woods yet with this whole entire COVID thing. I mean, Philadelphia is starting to decline now. New York is completely out of control. And, you know, now they're talk, like all the other talks is now they, they might lift it per state, like depending on what your state is like in the next, next few weeks. But like, I don't know. I just think it's dangerous for, for wrestlers to, to keep doing this. Well, it's the live thing that's, that's getting me. That's, that's what I don't understand. You want to pre-tape things fine. Like it came out how uh, WWE was shooting things. They were having one match and then changing the ropes, changing the mat, changing the canvas, wiping everything down, sanitizing everything. And that's fine. Testing everybody constantly, uh, scrubbing people down in the back before they go out there. Everything, it's, it's, uh, it, was, it was really, they were really being safe about it. But you can't who, do that. Who signs up for the scrubbing people down job? I'm, I, I'm not volunteering. <laughs> I don't have a job right now, so I'll do it. <laughs> My employment hasn't come in yet. I'm, I'm going broke. <laughs> Go Same. You get that job thinking you're gonna be scrubbing down Alexa Bliss, and then <laughs> and then Otis walks so, out and like just <laughs> sanitizing Shinsuke Nakamura's jumper. <laughs> and I, I, they keep on saying scrubbing them down, and I just imagine like a kiddie pool with, with like a hose, <laughs> like a garden hose, somebody with like a rag on a stick, just like mopping people down. I, I was, I was just, I don't know. I got the image from when I used to work for Club Risque that I, something I had to do for a girl, and I, I don't think it's appropriate to say on the show. <laughs> but basically, I was spraying her with, with Windex. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I saw that coming. Oh. Boo. Hit your sound effect. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and the um and the revival was released this week. Yes, finally. Oh, they were. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I kind of came mean, out of nowhere. It's like why I mean, now? Good well, for them. They can go make money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I think if they go if they go to if they go to AEW now, they'll be like really they'll have a whole new light shined on them, and I think it'll mm-hmm. work out for them. Um. You know, if you watch the Edge documentary, um, the one kid was was featured really good, and like Edge talked about how he got him the job and stuff. Dash Wilder, Wilder that, oh Dash, yeah. Edge Edge's always been a, a big proponent on his podcast. He loves a revival. 
he's a huge fan of those guys. Um, they still have the ninety day non compete though, right? Yeah, right. So well, well, I'm not going to see him for a while. You know what though? They'll get a proper introduction though. They'll come back to AEW when there's actually fans in the crowd. So that that'll actually be that'll be good, man. It, like they were they were amazing in NXT. Like they their dirty tactics I I haven't seen in so long. How they can tire like like one side of the ring up and switch in and out and they were frustrating to watch if you were into a team and they're they're wrestling against you know the revival they could be super frustrating to watch right and to a good extent they were they're really good yeah it was like totally an arm sort of cutting the ring in half yeah i i appreciated the tag team art form that Mm -hmm. they brought to the table yeah i i I wish them nothing but the best and AEW needs it yeah. yeah, I mean they're gonna push tag team wrestling, and <laughs> my buddy didn't know anything about. Uh, he's like, you think they'll go to AEW? I think Cody. Like, I heard something that Cody Rhodes. Like, I was like, oh, you mean after revival thing? And he's like, what? So I just kept sending him all the compilations of Cody Rhodes screaming after revival. Like, dude, he's like, oh. he's like, I was like, no, dude, it's a, it's a joke. Like, Cody, Cody's actually cool with those guys, and it's been a joke going on in eight. Like even way before AEW, so I sent him all the B and the elites, all Cody like a live wrestling show screaming at when he won the world title, the NWA title, and he yelled after the revival there. <laughs> it, was, it was some funny stuff, man. And I, I, I think they'll get their pro uh, like treated properly over over an AEW. At least they'll get a chance. Yeah, and like you said, it'd be good to see them uh, make a debut in front of a crowd. Which would be a nice change. Did you see them against? Did you see them against the Bucks or the Lucha Brothers? Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's stuff's gonna be awesome, dude. The the this is the greatest time, I think. Like you, you get that ninety day non compete. Like a lot of people are gonna be on the shelf all this time, so you're not missing any certain person. Like it seems like the WWE is giving us like B talent trying to step up and be A talent, but like. You're not getting. You're not getting. You're not missing them anyway because not a, not a lot of people. I don't know if a lot of people are even watching the products right now. There's not. There's a lot of uh, lower ratings for for pretty much all the shows. They they lost uh, probably about over a half million people watching. Like a lot of people just aren't interested in the in these uh, no fan shows. Like it's 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 hard to watch. And it's it, hard to watch. I mean. I'm watching it right now with the sound off and it's just equal. Uh, it's, it's like, I, it feels like, it feels like you're at like an open mic comedy show and people are doing bad jokes. That's what it feels like. And there's like That's four people like. sitting there cause no one showed up. <laughs> That's what it felt like when they had fans in the crowd anyway, cause WWE just, <laughs> WWE fans just would not give her your reaction for anything. Um, right. Well, you don't know how good it is till you miss it. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Uh, a lot of people are saying that um, they can't. Uh, they can't wait for this. Uh, this whole no fans thing to be over. AJ Styles saying that he wants a rematch with the Undertaker, but he wants it in front of a crowd. Uh, Finn Balor was just on NXT this week, saying uh, as soon as we get a crowd back in, we're going to have Balor versus Walter, which is nice. So. It's stuff to look forward to. It's reminders. Is, is, is it that or is it because Balor's trapped in the United States and, and Walter's over in the UK and it can't really... It might be. <laughs> it might be. 
But who knows? I, if not, I think they would have pulled. If not, I think they would have pulled the trigger on that match already. If not, like this week coming up or whatever. Do you think? Do you think? Um, Rhea lost the NXT Championship at Mania because of the visa problem that they were having with her. Possibly, uh, possibility, yeah. Because, uh, but with with the whole, uh, you know, world, what do they call it? Like the world in crisis or whatever, <laughs> the the global condition or whatever they're calling it. That whole thing, global pandemic. Um, yeah, when you have a visa problem on top of that, they probably want you back in Australia. So, <laughs> you know, and um, it's probably it the same thing with Walter as well. Oh, well, I didn't even, I didn't even know there was a visa problem, but uh, like if it? there is, yeah, I didn't even know she had a visa problem. Yeah, it was something about that she had to return to Australia because of it, but I don't know if they're keeping her there, and that's why they took the title off. It's 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 a possibility. I did hear that they want they want that title on Charlotte because she's going to work NXT and uh, and Raw. Well, she's going to uh, be working Io Shirai, which should be interesting. That's going to be good, yeah. And then if she comes back to Raw with it, she you know. Belair is pretty much on the main roster now, so we could have Charlotte versus Belair on Raw. You know, get yeah. people on both 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 shows getting watched there. Um, the uh, I forget his name off the top of my head. Is it Jordan Devlin, the guy that won the uh, the cruiserweight title? I'm not, I'm not... Uh, what happened with him? I I know like there's an interim cha- championship, but I didn't know what happened with him. I didn't have a chance yeah, to look. He had to go. Um, he he's in the UK. He lives in the UK, and he has to stay in the UK. So he gave up the title. He's like, I can't defend it. So, and then they, I think they're going to have a tournament next week, if I'm not mistaken, on NXT. And as me saying I didn't have a chance, that means I was sitting on the couch watching ballers. Something else. You're watching ballers. I've been watching ballers. <laughs> who's what? the guy? Who's the guy that wrestled James on SmackDown? Some jobber. Okay. I don't know. Wow. I couldn't tell you what his name was. There was a lot of squash thought, matches happening. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was uh Dolph Ziggler, and then I was like, this guy looks too much like Van Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they had a lot of uh there were squash matches all over the place. I don't know why they're doing it exactly. Maybe it's just who's local and can and can get and people are trying to trying to get jobs. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's just – I just think it's uh, NXT trainees that are left in the Performance Center or live near the Performance Center. Just using oh, they, those. they live in the Performance Center. They have Because when Gronk got the, uh, the 24-7 championship, they had all those people around like they normally do. I didn't know one person in that crowd. So they had to be just Performance Center people. And those people weren't socially distant from each other either. <laughs> Not at all. Sad. <laughs> Uh, we had a few good matches this week, though. Um, on a on the AEW side, uh, Cody versus uh, Spears, I thought was good. Um, although I'm not a fan of the tournament, I'm not a fan of the title, just simply because it's called the TNE or TNT Championship. Like, uh, what is that? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a fan of Ty Dillinger in this role. Like, I don't no. think he does this. John Spears. I don't get why Tully Blanchard's out there with him. I don't get, like, I don't get it. I just, they're not convincing me. I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's I've, kind of falling flat for me. Um, 
Uh, the only reason I was yeah, the only reason <laughs> I was into the uh, into the match that they 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 told a good backstory. Uh, the two had history. It was a decent match. Um, I'm having a feeling Cody's going to win this whole tournament. I'm going to hate him even more. Well, but, I mean, you you got you gotta. You got you gotta you gotta have a head of creative, and you have to put yourself over for the championship. Like that's the point. Why? That's the point of uh, wrestling. To be head of creative and put yourself over. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've been doing it all wrong all these years. All these years. Lay <laughs> around. Um, it's like uh, AEW is so hit or miss. Like I don't like the Brody Lee thing, but I like Jake the Snake Roberts. Um. Even though I hate Lance Archer, like, what is going? On? Like Lance Archer is just beating up, you know. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of highs and lows with AEW. It's like Jericho's amazing on commentary, mm-hmm. but then they won't let go of Brody Lee trying to be this ripoff of Vince McMahon gimmick yeah. that nobody's enjoying. No, and unless they have like some kind of payoff for it in the end, and that's why they keep putting us through it. <laughs> Nobody's Unless enjoying. Man himself shows up on AEW. It's not going to be good. No, there's there's no way to pay it off. No. It's it's uh, it's it's like spitting in the wind. You know what I mean? It's really pointless. He comes yeah. in the ring. And I'm watching AEW, and he comes on the TV. I brought AEW. I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm huh. done. Vince McMahon wins wrestling forever, and we're gone. We're out. It's, it's, it's an inside joke that no one's in on. No. And then he fires Cody while he's on the screen. <laughs> like he did to Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> um, I'm, I am interested to see the uh, whatever happens with the Matt Hardy, Chris Jericho thing. Uh, here they're going to have a match, like one of those Hardy compound matches. Um, and after what we saw at WrestleMania, if it's anything going to be like that or anything like the last time we had a Hardy compound match, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It only, like it only, it only turns the volume up, like the quality volume for like adding Jericho to anything turns it up. Not that Jericho's very good at being absurd, like just being outlandish. So this is definitely in his wheelhouse doing this Matt Hart, doing a Matt Hardy match. Yeah. I hope that, I hope that he gets uh, thrown into the river reincarnation, and each version of him comes back up, like, the, <laughs> like the uh, the one where he where, where the suit and all. That stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the ponytail. New sycophants. Uh, yeah, yeah, go and all then, out. Like the Lionheart, all all of it. It'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm loving stuff like that, man. I, I wish they would do more of it. If he had like, if he had like a, a short hair wig. Like a yeah, I had, I had to sit down after we were done watching Mania, and I rewatched the Firefly Funhouse match, and I didn't really like it when we first watched it. And you watch, watch the second viewing, and you understand what they were doing, and it's like, wow, this is, this is some meta stuff here, man. Like this is like yeah. John Cena literally, like, exposing himself and and taking a shot to like for yeah. entertainment. All is insecurity. All yeah. is. There's like an article that 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 uh, it was like on Uprox or something that, like, gave you a, a better description or or like, broke down the entire thing for the Firefly Funhouse. And I wanted to watch it again after reading that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because uh, I, check it I, out. 
I didn't get the NWO. I I, I got the whole was it uh was it uh the ruthless John, aggression stuff. the John Meathead whatever yeah. I got the, I Meat Body or whatever they called him. I got that gimmick. Like they were basically saying that he was a rip off of pretty much all the eighties muscle men. He was just another Hogan ripoff. Uh, but I didn't get the NWL. And then I, I read some, I, I watched the same, I read something on it and basically it was how everybody always wanted John to turn heel. Mm-hmm. And he was basically showing you how absurd it would have been if he turned heel. Cause it would have been like the NWL and he would have been like basically a character of himself. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also, you know, he could have, if he did turn heel, even if it wasn't like a Hogan turn heel, um, it would have been, it would have revived his career because everybody hated him at that point. Everybody, like the whole John Cena sucks chant is like, uh, you, you know, now it's like a parody of itself almost. But I mean, back then it was legitimate. Nobody wanted to see him work. And everybody's just like, why don't you just turn him heel? And they never did for years. You know, it's weird. Think- I, that's when I started liking him. When, yeah. when everybody started really, really hating John, because he started putting on, he started wrestling better workers and putting on better matches. Yeah. And people were still booing him out of the stadium, but he was in the ring killing himself. And I thought, I thought he was doing his best work when, when that whole thing uh, turned around. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of a heel move to not make a heel turn because like people were hating already. So it was like, okay, I'm just going to say this way. And if you want to hate it, go ahead. And that was more of a heel move than doing cheat things. And I mean, like Hogan was a baby face, but thumb to the eyes every match. Like it's back, back rake every match. He did heel stuff, but he was a baby face. So it's, if he would have went heel, then everyone would have cheered him. Everybody who hated him would have cheered him. And it would have been completely anti what he was trying to accomplish. Oh yeah, it, was, it would have been a complete failure him turning, right? Because like everybody would have been happy that he turned, and they would have been cheering him again, and then they would have got they wouldn't have got the effect they wanted with te- turning him. Mm-hmm. They would have got no drama out of it. They would have got nothing. It would just it would just appease a bunch of dudes who wanted John Cena to come out there and do really bad like freestyle, yeah, <laughs> and you know nuts jokes like he did in the, in the Firefly Hunt Funhouse, which I appreciate was when he pulled the bag of nuts up and threw it, yeah, like I. Appreciated that he he did he that. He did that to Rock too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he did. I I thought it was after seeing it a second time. I I really appreciate it, and uh, I just I just hope they understand what they can do with the Fiend now and and Bray Wyatt because of his character, like how open they can really mess with his character and mm-hmm. and the stuff he can do. Yeah. Braun, uh, Braun's too thin though, so I just see that as being a match. Yeah, Ron's really. Character. I don't know. I think I his think character. You can kind of get into it a little bit. I don't know. It depends on where you go with it. He could, he could, you know, turn it into a, like a whole freak angle. Like you're wait, you're a giant, but then you never got over, and this is your first championship, and that's only because somebody else dropped out. You know, that's the only reason you got it. Like you could really like right, dig right. deep into it if they went that route. But yeah, it could be excuse city, like crybaby. Cry baby city for anybody who like this could be you know he could lose it and then become a monster heel yeah so who knows yeah, the whole thing though is like would that make Braun better mm. you know or would it just like kill him yeah <laughs> well like what? I was saying like he is 
he is like the boss, you know, the boss mission in a video game. You know what I mean? He's so unbeatable sometimes. So mm-hmm. doing that and making him a heel, make like thinking like what King Bowser or something like, like uh, <laughs> from um, Super Mario or was it yeah. King Koopa? They could <laughs> turn him into that. Bowser Koopa. Same. How he was a video game boss for like so long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think happens to Cena after this? Like, where do you go with him? Does he? Do we see? Like, he goes away again. I think he goes away again. Yeah, I think he, he goes, goes away again, and he's he's only going to show up for big angles, and it's going to be worth the money and worth the time. And yeah, we'll get a short, quick angle with Cena, which no, like nobody gets sick of him. You know, I, I don't see him coming back to either SummerSlam or he won't come back to Mania next year. You know what I think would be really cool? I mean, this is just like a hypothetical shot in the dark. If they had Drew McIntyre beat Braun Strowman for the. Uh, the Universal Championship, and he was like, "Well, well, I'm, I'm the main champion. I'm both champions now." He'd be, uh, he'd be, Drewy two belts. Okay, just out of nowhere, just be like, "Screw it, we're yeah. combining titles." Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's it's all it's all one empty arena match after another. Like, why you have two championships, right? Oh, they shouldn't have had two be- to begin with, but I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. see that going away anytime soon. But um, let's uh, let's take a quick break, folks. We've got a couple minutes left here. And oh, we'll- time's running out. Your <laughs> <laughs> time is run. All right, whatever. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with some new stuff. Welcome back to Rassle Rock. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, folks. <laughs> How's it all going? So I wanted to get into What do you got, pizza? Yeah, Corey's chowing down. I shoved my lunch through my face because it didn't get here until like 2.15. I was like, damn it. And I'm just scarfing down food trying to get it on. I didn't even think. It's like, ah, I should have just ate it on the air left. Yeah, I am. Um... Just got back from the gym and got showered and stuff, and I was like, "Oh crap! I didn't eat anything. I need food." After you go to the gym, you definitely want to start eating pizza. Yeah, of course, pizza. That's the best way to maintain. <laughs> get that, uh, get that COVID body. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to bring up immediately the uh, next week on SmackDown. We're going to have Triple H's 25-year anniversary. There's going to be some kind of celebration happening on SmackDown. What do you guys think this is going to be? What a joke. Why <laughs> do we do Why? I think this is like, uh, I think this is just a, a, desperate, a desperate need for, for content. And that's the only way I think I could see because like, really? Like, oh, like tri- it's basically Triple H Appreciation Day. That's what it is, basically. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It is kind of a big deal. I don't know if it's a big enough deal to have a big celebration thing on on SmackDown for it. Like it just sounded a little too heelish for me. Like, uh, like you know how the heels always come out and it's like, oh, there's going to be a championship party celebration for me winning this championship or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think it is just for for content because, like we were talking about earlier. What else are you going to do? You're going to replay more matches from Mania? You know, you're going to do another backstage promo that doesn't make any sense? Like, it's it's nice to have 
something different. We'll we'll see what it is. I mean, it might be like a um, a mankind in rock. This is your life type of thing. Who knows? I mean, we all thought that the boneyard match was going to be stupid, and then we were all blown away. So it's it's a wait and see type of thing. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited about the uh, Broken Skull session with Ric Flair tonight. Mm-hmm. I I think that's on tonight, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I've, I've heard uh, I've heard Austin talk to Flair so many times over his <laughs> podcast. I, I think I'm like, what the hell else could you guys talk about? Ouch. I can listen to Flair stories all day. Yeah. All day. His Harley Race stories alone are hysterical. <laughs> That's true. Harley Harley Race was an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Harley Race was an absolute animal. Driving around with a gun on his dashboard and <laughs> <laughs> uh one more thing I wanted to bring up about SmackDown is the uh the Forgotten Sons made their debut. On SmackDown. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna actually say that too. I watched that. What? What? Yeah. What, do you, what did you guys think about that? Is it just, uh, you know, do you think they're? Um, we can see. These right? are all. <laughs> these are all. These are all the planned debuts that they had for After Mania, and they, they still think they can do it. I would check that. I need the cash. I'm trying to find it. Um, it they're like, well, we still have to do it. And it's like, no, you, you could have waited till right. after like, this was all over to, it to was, debut all these people. It was too, I mean, it was, it's, I could have seen like, I don't know. I feel like it was like a little too late, too little, too late kind of thing um, with debuting them on an empty, an empty arena against the Lucha Brothers, or not the Lucha Brothers, the Lucha House Party. And the Lucha Brothers showed up on SmackDown. Yeah, that would have been cool, but, but no. <laughs> you know what? The, the sad part, too, is like they weren't really that over in NXT. So they even debuted them. Even if you debuted them with a crowd, no one would really like – it wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah. they're here. Like everybody would have been like, oh. It's just, why wait for a crowd when no one's going to care anyway? That's the thing. I don't understand yeah. why they brought them up to begin with. Because they weren't over in NXT, so I'm guessing they have some kind of plan for them. But I mean, that's me being really optimistic. So I don't, I don't know. I think, I think what it is is they're just tired of having uh, the New Day and the Usos wrestle each other, and they had to bring up some more tag teams. Yeah, but they, they, they have, they have to. Why well, you, make, the, why you not make Lucha House together anyway? What's that? They're just throwing tag teams together anyway. Yeah. Like Cedric Alexander and Ricochet are a tag team now. Like, what I'm just saying, like, why wouldn't you like just make Lucha House Party an actual real tag team instead of having them job out all the time? They're all super talented guys. They can do a really cool stuff. Why don't you put them in a feud with the Usos or put them in a feud with the New Day and let them show everybody what they can do? I don't know. They're doing some kind of weird thing on NXT. Have you guys been watching that? I, I think they're like basically attacking the New Order. Like, I mean, the Dark Order now that. Brody Lee's been making fun of Vince McMahon. They've no, been have they've been having luchadors get kidnapped by two giant dudes in luchador masks. Oh yeah, I saw that. I was wondering what that was about. I um, think that it's it's a Dark Order reference. I think it's w, WWE is about to show and AEW how you do the Dark Order better, <laughs> but using a bunch of luchadors. 
I think that that they're missing out on saying that the luchadors have, you know, they have the, <laughs> they're they're better they're better. They've got this whole thing figured out. They got the upper hand. They put on masks before everybody else did. They wore masks before wearing masks was cool, like, you know, because everyone's got to wear face masks for going to the grocery store and all that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like make a make a reference like. Uh... I, I know what you're saying. I can't think of the wordage, but yeah, you're saying you're, you're saying make a play off the whole. Everyone has to wear a mask when they go outside, and then they're wearing a mask their entire lives on purpose. Right. That makes right. sense. I mean, I you're can see the curve. Gotta, you have to be careful with that. I think it might be a little bit too soon of a sensitive subject, but it, it might it might be good. It depends on how you word it. I just, I don't know who they're, I don't know who they're, who they're going to have as a leader, but if I'm like a, if a bunch of luchadors all come out and just start and then like and then like Corona's a Mexican beer, <laughs> luchadors, stop it, just stop it. You know they stop. You know they stop production, right? Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I heard. Corona stopped production because nobody was buying their beer because idiots think that's the reason why there's a coronavirus. I don't. America. God damn. <laughs> God damn it. America loses again. We're the most brilliant and stupid country in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who was the guy? um, uh, I'm racking my brain trying to think of his name. The the guy in TNA that they released with the chick. Wow, that doesn't help anybody. Um, uh, God damn it. They they, they put up a, um, they did like a weird flash thing at the end of last week's NXT. Ah, uh, God, I can't remember his name. He's coming to NXT, whoever the hell it is. But that that'd be a good um, leader for whatever the hell they're doing. That would have been a great doing vignettes. I saw him doing vignettes with some new guy, but I can't see who it is. Ah, God, because I, I don't watch TNA ever. I have no idea what it was. Anyway. I, I keep on thinking Marty Scroll, but it's not Marty Scroll. It's the um, ah. Uh, it's driving me nuts. All right, never mind. Are NWA Power still putting out shows during the quarantine? Are they doing what? Are they still doing like empty arena stuff too? Or are they not? Who? TNA? NWA Power. NWA Power. TNA, TNA was always empty arena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Through no fault of their own, I guess. It wasn't deliberate. I want, I want to talk about a debut that's close to Rick's heart. My Jack yeah, debuted on Monday night. I was trying to avoid it, but yeah. And now she's using the rampage as her finisher. Um, she's, I mean, she's using Paige's old finisher. That's fine. Uh, it's apparently Paige. She, she hopped on Twitter and just like everybody, calm down. I told her she could use it. Ah, I don't. Whatever. Um, I don't know. She's still boring to to watch in the ring, uh, as far as I'm concerned, but. I'll give her a second chance. Maybe this time she won't hurt a bunch of people and be completely talentless. Like she, she borrowed Paige's move. Great. That's one more move that she can do. Now she has five. So let's see what she can do. It's a safe move for her too. I mean, yeah. that cradle DDT, I think it, I think it's safe enough where she can't really, instead of her dropping a leg on a girl and, and missing and landing right on her head like she was doing and <laughs> all the other stuff she was like hurting the girls with. Uh, hopefully this, you know, hopefully they, while she was out for a year, which it's been a year, yeah. hopefully like, uh, they 
they worked on her to work a little more safer while she's in the ring. Yeah. Well, That's experience is the best teacher and you've been away that long. Hopefully you got enough experience working out in the performance center. Yeah. Well, let's see, man. Let's see if she can finally be the monster. They really wanted her to be and mm-hmm. see if, you know, I don't know who she works with. Like, I guess they're going to finally do the Becky. Maybe that, maybe that's why they raced through uh, Shayna Baszler so quickly. I think they see more money in Nia Jax versus Becky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's going to be the next feud. Yeah, yeah. like, like uh, Nia, Nia punched her in her nose and halted her big push. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, man. I'll give her one more shot. Next person she hurts, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with it. Uh, we saw um, Apollo Cruz on Raw, which I thought was cool. He had that yeah. match with Aleister Black that I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice of them to not was a jobber for once. It's so, so funny. Supposedly Heyman likes him. Oh, Heyman? Yeah. Uh, that's all you need. <laughs> Heyman likes you. You're golden. I, I laughed at how, like, he was, like, knocked out in the ring. And, like, Alistair was, like, sitting next to him. And he saw on his, like, knee pad cover, it said, too easy. What? What's too easy? Huh? <laughs> what's too easy then? Too easy? You laying on your back? Gotcha. When he, when, he, when he first came into WWE, well, when he went from NXT, they were giving this gimmick where, like, everything he did was, like, like he made it look too easy. And I don't know why he always kept those damn knee pads back then. Right. Killer Cross. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. Killer Cross. Could not oh. think of his name. But, yeah, he's coming into NXT. Who is that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't watch TNA ever. I just. I don't, I don't watch I always, it either. But I, I've, I've heard that name. I've heard, like, you know, he's, he's really good. Dating some chick that is also coming with him, I believe. Can't remember her name either, but don't worry about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, from, from what I hear, this could, this could be uh, pretty big for our next team. He's got a good look. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing that we got to get into, and that's uh, on NXT, man. This uh, A lot of people are calling this the uh, NXT fakeover which I had a problem with just because it doesn't have a crowd, like go to hell. But they had the uh, the ladder match that everybody was looking forward to, the six-woman ladder ma- match for the uh, number one contendership. I thought and they did a great job. That was fantastic. That was, that was a great No match. crowd, no no reaction. I thought the girls did a great job. I, I, I thought I the match was because every, every single time I turned around, boom, there was another big bump. Boom, there was another big bump. They really went all out with it and with the Io Shirai on top of it. That means you're hitting Charlotte Flair versus Io Shirai. That is going to be insane, and I'm going to love it. Another person for Charlotte just to run through. <laughs> She's got the golden shovel. <laughs> Horse horseman. They talk about Cena. She's that woman just buries talent. Horse buries them. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to beat you and send you back to Australia. Good luck with your visa problems. <laughs> Uh, or pizza problems. Like Good luck with pizza your pizza problems. problems. <laughs> <laughs> Time yeah. is money and money is power. Power is pizza. <laughs> that, was, that was a Parks and Rec quote. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, one more thing to talk about. Champo, uh, uh, Champa and Gargano, man. I thought they tore the house down. I thought this was absolutely great. 
I'm actually watching that right now. Are you? Another, yeah. um, it was another uh, uh, cinematic to style style match. I really like the way everything looked, man. Like the the dark arena, the fog coming through. Uh, I thought everything was great. The camera angles. Thought it looked really cool. I know. It's just for me, the the hard part is like they want they're, they're making Johnny the heel, and Champa's supposed to be the face, and Champa still acts like a heel. That you know, he called him boy over and over again and stuff like that. That's the only thing that got under my skin. Like you know, you you wanted this boy and like boy calling someone boy is very heelish. Yeah, it you is. Know? And uh, I like the twist with Candace. Because uh, that whole scene where like he started feeling bad for Johnny and he was like pretty much like you know holding him and they were like Johnny looked like he was crying and then yeah the, it just turns into laughter it was great. So that, uh, that actually surprised me. I didn't see that coming because yeah. I, I thought it was just a heel turn from, from Candice LeRae, you know, like I, I didn't understand what was happening. And then she kicked Gargan or uh, Ciampa. I don't like, is this a double face turn? What the hell is going on here? And then it was a whole, a plan all along. Oh my God. And it, it really, I was like, Oh, that was really clever. I, I didn't see it coming. Maybe other people. I thought, did. It, was, I thought, it, was, I call, I thought it was clever and I thought it was smart. Cause like, They've been using Candace through this entire feud, like, you know, trying to get Johnny to stop fighting him and trying to get both of them to stop fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I, her finally joining Johnny and, like, finally, like, being on the same page. Did Triple H ref the match? No. Nah, he just came out and told him, like, this is it. Oh, yeah. okay. No more. This is it. Whoever wins, it's over. It's over. I need both of you guys to talk very good about me next Friday, you know, Friday on SmackDown. <laughs> my, my 25th anniversary. <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. That's your week in wrestling right there. Uh, I, I, I had a great time watching wrestling this week. Uh, uh, media and then all the, uh, all the other shows. It was great. I well, definitely well, ask all you guys this week, it's going to be interesting to see Dark Side of the Ring, Jimmy Snuka. Oh, this one, this one should be the upcoming episode is going to be it's Jimmy Snook and the murder of that girl. I I forgot. I apologize. I I don't mean to be rude to her. I forgot her name. Well, I know, Uh, I know, uh, just a a quick side on that. Um, you know, the Nigerian nightmares, Aaron Ganey and, and then Chucky. Yeah. Uh, Chucky, the other Nigerian nightmare, not Aaron. Um, Aaron told me the story that Chucky, worked his mom worked at the hotel and he was at work with his mom that day and found the girl really so he had a weird relationship with like being in locker rooms with jimmy snooker and i don't know chucky and i have never talked about it wonder if they interviewed chucky for the documentary but uh, who knows uh most likely it's probably the same people they interview for all of them jim right. ross right. you know jim Cornette, jericho's there don't get me wrong yeah, don't get me wrong. I love seeing, you know, Ross and Cornette's view of, especially when they do stuff back then, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they were such a huge influence on the business back then. So, yeah, maybe, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's public knowledge that, that uh, Chucky from the Nigerian Nightmares or uh, Mafu, I don't know what his name was. Ma, some, something Mafu, Safu Mafu. Yeah, I just, knew Chuck, I just knew his name. The only reason I remember the Nigerian nightmares is because of Aaron. Because right. we had him on the show and then he passed away, sadly. Um, I remember that interview. 
Yeah, yeah. We played that for our, uh, what was that? It was our 200th episode? I think it was a, like a clip show we played about. Yeah. Yeah. Really good interview if you can go back and check that out. But right now, I think we have to ask the question who shined the brightest this week, folks? Who wins wrestling? Who wins wrestling? Uh, Mark, let's start with you. What did you think? Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Firefly, really? Fun, Firefly Funhouse match and then him calling out Braun Strowman. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really well done how they showed their past history of the Wyatt family and him, him leaving, the, leaving him and breaking up his family. I thought it was really well done. Um, and like I said, I, I like how Bray Wyatt, I don't know where he's getting it, but he's getting more creative control than a lot of wrestlers. And it's showing... Uh, his character's brilliant and you could do a lot of things with it if you let like him play with this character. So mm. it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Braun. I don't know if they're going to have a match or do another thing like this or what, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I just think he's, he did a great job. I, besides that, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Can we go all the way in Saturday? You guys can pick one of those for that. Cause I still think the first night of WrestleMania was better than the second night, but the fun house match made the second night. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it was a uh, like watching that the the best of the WrestleMania that Rick put together. I think the the first night was more fun to watch back. Yeah, definitely. Plus, plus there was a lot of uh, I definitely know of me the second day trying to talk, let alone like entertain. Or I was just zoning out and just watching matches, and I was just exhausted, like just talk. Because not only that, ever, like, I did like two other Zoom meetings that that weekend, <laughs> so I was like beat up. I think we we're all kind of worn out from wrestling. Like, we did three live streams on YouTube that day yeah. or that that weekend. So I mean, it yeah, was yeah. it was kind of uh, worn out by the time you know the last two matches happened. We were just like, oh. Not only that, having Matt back on was fun because it was like the old the old days, man. And Matt was being his same goofball self. And then having Nick, Nick and Sozio on on the first night, I think we blew a lot of energy out on us that first night doing two shows back to back. Another shout out to GQ for joining us on Sunday. That was neat. Yeah, we got to have him on uh, as a guest sometime. Yeah. Uh, Corey, what do you got for who wins wrestling? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to move on to saying something else real quick. I'm going to say um, – who wins because he's my friend, and I love this kid. Formerly known as Tommy Macklin, Steve Cutler made his debut on SmackDown this week, and uh, good for you, Steve. Good for you, man. I'm I'm happy for my friend. Happy seeing my friend on on SmackDown. It's neat. What did uh, What did he do? He was Forgotten Sons. Tom is a uh, Steve Cutler uh-huh. in the Forgotten. Uh, the there's one. a reason they call them the Forgotten Sons because I have no idea who the hell they are. I could not name one single person in that entire group. Really? Yeah. It's, I it's, no um, idea. it's Blake. I don't know what his last name was. The dude who was with. You don't know who, either. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> no, it was Gunner. It was Gunner from TNA. And I don't know what his name is in WWE anymore. Um, and then uh, and then it's the guy who used to team with Buddy Murphy. Blake. The Blake. When they were Blake and Murphy. Okay. Yeah, when they were Blake and Murphy. And then the other guy, he's the God, he's the Marine veteran, the the heater, Steve the big dude. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's why I said he wins because he's my bud. 
because uh, he's gonna, my bud. I'm going to point out, uh, I have to go back to what Mark was saying. I'm going to actually go with John Cena because of that whole uh, Firefly Funhouse thing. Uh, I think it's really cool that Cena just dived deep into his own past and, like, throughout everything, you know, there were it wasn't just wrestling stuff they were talking about. He was talking about his marriage with Nikki Bella and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, that's um, that takes guts to do. Did they ever get, did they ever get married? Did they get married? I think they got married, right? I thought they got engaged on WrestleMania and nothing came out of it. No, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they never got married. No, they didn't they get married. They never had a kid and I know they're not together anymore. So that's not that's what I know about that. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's Wrestle Rock for this week. Good job, everybody. I think we're doing a great job here being safe at home. <laughs> well well, you know, if you know, if you've been listening this time while we're while we're doing these remote remote broadcasts of Wrestle Rock. Dude, we really appreciate you and stay safe and, you know, let us know. Let us know if there's anything that we can do to, you know, to help you in any way and, uh, you know, improve your listening and watching. And uh, let us know you exist. Thanks let so much. Let us hear from you. Uh, thank you very much. You can see this and every episode of Rassle Rock. Uh, if you want to actually see the video of it, you can see it on my YouTube channel. It's tinyurl.com slash YouTube Rick Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R. Uh, and you can see all some, uh, some pretty cool matches that we were talking about from like DCW and WPW and all kinds of stuff there. And also if you're digging our show, man, check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash wrestle dash rock. Everything on there is connected to a charity. So go and help somebody out. Uh, anybody else oh, got anything um, you want to throw out there? Can I'll you be on Sozio's podcast either this week or next week? He's supposed to hit me up tonight to let me know when he wants to do the interview. Can so we have three of us there that have uh, that have done that podcast? That's pretty cool. Can you can you do my favorite football team's intro on your on your echoey loud mic? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for coming out. Now, please welcome your Santa Monica. I need an applause thing on this. <laughs> Hold on. Do it again. I got it. I got you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Please welcome your Santa Monica Gellers. <laughs> nice. Horrible. <laughs> that almost worked. Yeah. Corey, stay on after the music gets. We're gonna we have a guest coming on. I gotta talk to you about. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Rass Rock. We will see you all next week. I'm Rick Connor. I'm Corey Castle. Mark Kalbacher. Let's take it out like we always do with Mr. Nick Burn. It's so say goodbye to yesterday. Join us again for another episode of Rassle Rock. This has been Jay Davis speaking.